You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. All right. Uh, let's start with Isaiah chapter 66, verse 7 to verse uh, 10 here. Isaiah 66. It says, Before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she was delivered of a man a child. Next verse. Who hath heard such a thing? Who had seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Verse 9. Shall I bring to birth and not cause to bring forth, saith the Lord? Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, saith the Lord? Verse 10. It says, Rejoice ye with Jerusalem, and be glad with her, ye that love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all ye that mourn with her. Uh, there's a whole lot to unpack in these uh, four scriptures you see uh, but, but let me just say it with the second one here, which is verse 8. I'll just look at verse 8 again. It says, Who had heard such a thing, and who had seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? In other words, it's a question that Rome cannot be built in a day. It says, The earth can be made to bring forth in one day. Or shall a nation be born at once? An entire nation is born at once. The issue is saying here is, yes, it can be done. And how will it be done? For as soon, which means immediately, as soon, as soon, the timing is there, Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Uh, so it says, as soon as Zion travailed, and it's this traveling prayer, all right, I want to speak about uh, this morning. But let me just share something. You know, back then I said this when I used to, you know, indulge in pranks. There, there, there was this prank I, I saw and I found it quite interesting. Because so I'll go on and just, and just watch pranks. I mean, I still do it now, but I don't put it into practice again. I'm just a hearer and no longer a doer. <laughs> All right, but uh, this particular prank here, uh, they, it, they were doing this on, on a beach. And a woman will act, you know, she's pregnant and, and all of that. And there will be somebody walking with her and suddenly will be calling, you know, to people for help. And the woman will appear to go into labor. And, you know, people will rush to try to help and they'll take her, put her by the side. And, you know, and, lie, and the guy says she's about to deliver, she'll be crying, I'm about to deliver, I'm about to deliver. And then suddenly it'll be her husband, he will just pull up the garment, all right, she'll have something else in. A garment she was wearing and pull it up this way as though she will deliver. And I believe her, maybe a little son or boy there who'll be about three years old will have been holding her and he'll just jump out. And suddenly they just see this young boy jump out and you see full grown men take to their heels and people will run in different directions. In other words, how can, you know, a three-year-old boy just appear on the scene and they will take off, all right? And that's what he said here, that as soon as Zion travails, she brings forth a nation. Shall a nation be born at once? In other words, you give birth to something into this earth from the realm of the spirit, 
that is as a fully grown development, which means a nation. Things that will have taken people 20, 25 years, 30 years to accomplish, it comes out at once. And he says it's a product of travail. That's what we call travailing prayer. We touched on it last week when we talked about Phoenix saying you hold a thought there and the spirit helps your infirmities with groanings that cannot be uttered. He takes hold together with you against in pushing in order to give birth uh, to something. And that's how the plans and purposes of God are born and, and they are released into the earth, whether it's in an individual, a nation, a church, or right, a group of people there. And this is what we talk about when we talk about core teams uh, and building core teams inside the local uh, assemblies there. That is a group of people that will enter first into what we call travailing prayer to give birth to the purposes, the prophecies, and the word of God that people now will find expression or will express within their own lives. So let's take a look at this, all right, travailing prayer, pushing and giving birth to the seed, all right, of God that he has planted on the inside of you. He wants that seed to be born. Now in Genesis chapter 32, verses 23 and 24, we go back to the story, all right, of Jacob. And here Jacob was going to meet with Esau. And there's something I want us to look at here. And he took, this was his family, and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And then in verse 24, and Jacob was left alone, all right? Just he wanted to settle the matter. Told the wives and children, everybody should go. And then he now was left alone. And the fear here was that Esau was going to kill him. He had appeared, we saw this last week, with 400 men. And he was going to avenge that which he believed Jacob did unto him. And so Jacob was left alone. And there he wrestled, there wrestled a man with him on a till the breaking of day. So I want to speak this morning about this breaking of day, all right, where you stay with God alone until the breaking of day. You know, the Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but the joy comes in the morning. Mighty few Christians in their work with God have stayed alone with God to give birth to a new day and season in their lives. Truth be told, many are still stuck, all right, in the valley of the shadow of death in darkness, which means they went through things and what God intended to be birthed out of those things, they never entered into the labor word to give birth to the seed that God planted, all right, on the inside of them. Yeah, they had prophecies. Yeah, they had promises, all right, and had the sound of the abundance of rain, but never positioned themselves until there was what was called the breaking of day. This is what we see in the book of Second Peter when it talks about this in Second Peter 1 and verse 19. 
It says you will do well to take heed. You have a more sure word of prophecy wherein you will do well to take ye heed as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and then the day star arise in your heart until the day dawns, which means you receive light, but you take heed unto this light until there is the dawning of the day. Joy will come in the morning. So here the Bible says he wrestled until the breaking of day. Jacob stayed alone, right, with God until the breaking of day. Now, what do we mean by the breaking of day? Because people may think that, well, you're talking about something natural. And what you are saying is that, you know, Jacob stayed there, literally speaking, until it was morning time. But there was something going on in the realm of the spirit. And let's explain it from the book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. And you say it here when it talks about God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Now the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So people in their lives, it can be without form and void. All right, and and this, you know, anybody who really has the spirit of compassion on the inside, your heart will break at this. For you see many Christians who have been blessed with a spiritual inheritance. And this is what motivates us that I ministry to keep teaching. All right, this is what we want to see. People's lives there without form and void and darkness over the face of the deep. But the Bible says, and the Spirit of God moved. That word moved there means fluttered. All right. There was, he began to move upon the face of the waters. And then the scripture says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. So out of that came form, order, fruitfulness. But God said, let there be light. Now note this, verse 5. It now goes on, I'm sorry, verse 4. It now goes on, all right, all right. And he saw the light was good, and he divided the light from the darkness. And then in verse 5, he called the light day, and called the darkness night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So it starts from the evening, and then it enters into the morning, the breaking of day. So every new day begins at night. All right, but want to see this? You won't see the morning of that day if you don't spend time alone with God for the breaking of day. Now, this day and night is not the same thing we see naturally when we say day and night. All right, because later on, if we go, that the Bible tells us later on the verses, let me pull it up. It says, then it created two, all right, light. The greater light was to rule the day. So the sun had not come, all right? And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens. That's physical. And to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for wonders and for seasons. And the next verse, it tells us, and let them be for lights in the firmament to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And verse 16, it tells us, God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night, and he made stars. 
So when he did it as the first thing that he did and said, let there be light, he was speaking about something in the realm of the spirit. Later on, he now brought the physical dimension of it in that there was now sunlight that now divided and made apparent in this physical world something that was in existence in the realm of the spirit. In other words, he was saying that there is daytime, all right, or light and darkness in the realm of the spirit, and then created things, all right, to show us. But this is something that goes on in the spirit realm. I want to show this. That also in the realm of the spirit in your life, you can be in a daytime and you can be, all right, in the nighttime. And when it's the nighttime there, what you need to do is to go alone with God so that there can be the breaking forth of the day. And that means you enter into a place of traveling prayer to give birth, all right, to the seed that God has placed on the inside of you. The seed that he has placed, which is his promise or prophecy, is the word that he has revealed unto you. As he says, we have a more sure word of prophecy that you will do well to take heed as a light that shines in a dark place. And every congregation and every family and every nation, if the potential that is within them will come out, and this happens season per season, all right, will have to give birth to the day. What, what do you think Jesus was saying when he said, work while it's day for the night cometh when no man can work? He wasn't talking about physical day and physical nighttime, all right? I must work the works of him that sent me while it's day for the night cometh when no man can work. He wasn't saying that I can't do miracles at night and I can only do miracles during the daytime. He wasn't saying I can't heal at night. I can only heal during the daytime. He was saying, listen, if it's night season in your life, then the only thing you can do is to spend time, all right, and get alone with God and put that spiritual cocoon around yourself and enter into that labor pangs to give birth to the prophetic word that God gives to you. When we say prophetic, we simply mean scriptures that he's making apparent to you at that particular point in time. And several people here are pregnant with something that you have got to enter into the labor word to give birth to. All right, and push to and get the breaking of the day. Because if there is no daytime, then what happens is that, listen, there's nothing that can be done on the outside. All you have are just trickles. You will not see that move. That's how the move of the Spirit is born. The Bible says the Holy Ghost moved over the face of the deep. And that's what happens when the Spirit takes hold together with your infirmities and is moving there over that situation with groanings that cannot be uttered. And what he's seeking to do is to give birth to that daytime in your life where all that God has told you, you now start seeing it fulfilled on the outside. Now, before I get into this, into something, let me show you in the life of Jesus Christ. All right, we see this in John chapter 11 and verse 1. Let's just quickly read these. Uh, Jesus operated in the daytime. Now, you remember that Esau was coming and Jacob said, I'm not going to meet with him until the breaking of day here. Now, a certain man was sick. His name was Lazarus of Bethany, a town of Mary and his sister was Martha. 
And it was that Mary which anointed the Lord, all right, with ointment, wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. But Jesus, when Jesus heard that, he, when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of Man might be glorified thereby. Uh, now, Jesus loved Martha, listen to this, and her sister, and Lazarus, next verse, when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still. All right, two days he was still in the same place where he was. So he remained still in the same place where he was and did not move to go and lay his hands on Lazarus and get him healed. Why? You'll find out why. Next verse. The Bible says, then after that, saith he to his disciples, which means after he had been still and abode for two days. He now said, let us go into Judea again. His disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee. And based on that, they said, we left that place. Now you are saying, let us go back into that place. And goest thou thither again. Now hear what Jesus said. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of the world. In other words, Jesus was saying, we left at night when nothing could be done, but I have stayed now and I have given birth to the day. We are going back during the daytime. The seasons had been switched and that's what he was doing. Now, Satan went for Lazarus to bait him back into that region while he was still night, all right, in his own ministry, quote and unquote now, all right? But Jesus said, if I go now, these folks will arise and stone me to death, right? So he waited and changed something in the spirit realm and then went back and said his day. He wasn't saying that, listen, we are going during the daytime, we are not going at night. That's not what he was talking about. Which means the spirit of God had moved over the face of that place. And God had said, let there be a light. And new light had come. And Jesus said, we are going now. And during the daytime, nobody will pick a stone to throw at us. Not one. See the light of this world. So he switched it. And Jesus, or I literally changed it. So we say in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 19 again. That this is what he said. Now it was after there was daytime. Jesus showed that he did pray. Because when he got to the tomb. He said father I thank thee. I'm just saying this publicly. Because you've heard me. And you hear me always. And then he now went on and said Lazarus come forth. Now his words had power. So bring him back. Because it was daytime. The same thing. God did not start speaking. So the seas or to the waters bring forth fish. Neither did he speak to anything until the, through the Holy Spirit there was light. It's where there is light that you can have, have the power of God flow out in that particular place. 
and then uh, the spirit of faith can come into operation. So if you do it while it's still nighttime, it ain't going to work as it should. Uh, so there's something that you've got to do. Every real project that you are going into, you have to take time, and this is why the old timers will say that they went to the mountain top in order to get something done. And that's what happened with Jesus. And the Bible says his garment, he was changed. He moved into that nighttime and lights came out. And then he descended from that place, having changed the things in the realm of the spirit. This is what soul travel is about. And the person emerges out of that. Or what we say, they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew or exchange their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. This is not my teaching today. In the Psalms, when it says, wind up wing and eagles, what is literally saying they will run? You and angels actually carry you. Literally. All right? On their wings, in the execution of that thing. Literally, it's in scripture. Uh, that's why when, when Elijah uh, stayed there and prayed, when he said, I heard the sound of the abundance of rain, he merged out of the place. He went faster than the chariots. What was going on? Angels literally carried him. So what begins to happen in your life is angels are literally carrying you. And you start getting things done that I say a nation has been born at once. But it is through soul travail and the intercessory prayer of the spirit. Where you overcome all obstacles. And it's based on that seed that God has placed on the internet. It's not just empty sounds. It's a prayer of faith. Based on something that God has shown you. And then you carry that light until the day dawns. So you can have revelation about something, but it's not yet daytime. The day star has not arisen over your life. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.